Chapter One of The Man Without a Conscience. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. The Man Without a Conscience by Nicholas Carter. Chapter One An Inquisitive Clerk. Bureau of Secret Investigation nick carter glanced at the above sign over the door an unpretentious and somewhat faded reminder of better days while he descended the flight of stone steps leading into the basement offices of the boston police department the sunlight lay warm and bright in pemberton square at ten o'clock that may morning shedding over the magnificent new courthouse a golden glory consistent no doubt with the wise dispensation of justice yet in monstrous anomaly with some of the dreadful experiences and grim episodes sometimes enacted within those splendid sunlit walls nick turned to the right in the main corridor and entered the adjoining office quite a commodious room in which the general business of the secret service branch of the local police department was conducted the enclosure back of the chief clerk's high desk which also was topped with a brass grating happened to be vacant when nick entered in one corner of the room however a subordinate clerk was busily engaged in attempting to repair a slight leak in the faucet of the ice-water vessel and to this young man the famous new york detective addressed himself has the chief been in this morning he asked the clerk bobbed up from his work as if startled trying his hands with his handkerchief and stared sharply at nick for several moments but he saw nothing familiar in the stranger's grave clean-cut features for all this clerk knew or surmised nick might have been an ordinary or very humble citizen who had quietly dropped in there for want of something better to do chief weston he returned inquiringly still sharply scrutinizing nick there is no other chief in this department is there was nick's reply with a subtle tinge of irony well no chief weston yes bowed nick is he in his office i believe so busy i reckon he is just now reckon eh don't you know yes sir he's busy the clerk now said a bit curtly flushing slightly under the detective's keen eye and quietly persistent inquiries he's not too busy to see me i think replied nick with dry assurance go in and tell him i'm here who are you never mind who i am i'll take in your card no card said nick tersely your name then nor any name but merely tell the chief that his friend from new york is here the expression in the eyes of the irritated clerk lost none of its searching interest yet they now took on a rather different light as if he had been suddenly hit with an idea yet he still frowned slightly and said if you object to having your name mentioned i do object young man nick now interrupted 
with ominously quiet determination your chief may possibly have persons in his office before whom i do not care to have my name announced now you go to him and deliver my message just as i gave it to you neither more nor less or you'll very suddenly hear something drop providing you still retain your senses now the clerk laughed as if amused by the cool terms of the quiet threat and then he turned quickly and vanished into a short passageway between the outer room and chief weston's private office nick gazed after him with a rather quizzical stare a slender chap of about twenty-five with reddish hair thin features a sallow complexion thickly dotted with freckles and a countenance lighted by a pair of narrow gray eyes that greenish gray sometimes seen in the eyes of a cat i wonder what use they have for him around here nick said to himself while waiting if i were chief in this joint it's long odds that that red-headed monkey would get his walking ticket in short order the subject of these uncomplimentary cogitations returned in less than a minute you are to walk right in sir this way he glibly announced and with much more deference at the same time he opened the way for nick to pass into the enclosure and through the passage mentioned thank you said nick with half a growl don't mention it grinned the clerk straight ahead sir chief weston is at his desk nick heard meantime the tramp of men through a corridor adjoining the opposite side of the outer office and he knew that chief weston had immediately dismissed them to receive him in private so so the business is important he rightly conjectured the door closed behind nick of itself but the snap of the catch lock hung fire until after the hearty voice of the boston chief of detectives as he arose and gripped nick by the hand had sounded through the room how are you nick he cried cordially i'm a thousand times more than glad to see you carter on my word same to you weston laughed nick some time has passed since we met too long a time eh that's right too have a chair now the catch lock snapped lightly a finger between the door and the jam had been withdrawn a reddish head drew away from the panel a pair of ears ceased their strained attention a light step retreated through the passage and two narrow gray eyes like those of a cat indicated that their owner had now satisfied his inquisitive yearning and learned the name of the visitor who so peremptorily had issued his commands as nick accepted a chair near that taken by weston at his desk he carelessly jerked his thumb toward the door by which he had entered where'd you get him weston he asked dryly get whom queried the chief with inquiring eyes the clerk hyde the one who announced you the same oh he's been at work on the books out there for about a year he's only an assistant clerk ah i see why do you ask for no reason nonsense you must have had some reason nick none of consequence smiled nick 
i asked about him in fact only because i had to fairly drive him in here when i declined to send in a card or mention my name chief weston threw back his head and laughed that's easily explained said he still chuckling i growl at him roundly at regular intervals nick for annoying me with visitors whom i neither know nor wish to see i'm getting him by degrees however so that he requires the whole pedigree of a caller before announcing him which is about as bad a fault i imagine sandy is all right though in his own peculiar way sandy eh that's a nickname i take it because of his red hair no not exactly his name is sanderson hyde ah just so i took him in to oblige a journalist friend added weston smiling it's always well to stand ace high with the press you know that's right too nodded nick now willing to digress you sent for me to come over here from new york weston what do you want of me you got my wire certainly did chick come with you no replied nick at this reference to his chief assistant i came over alone are you busy in new york just now i'm always busy weston too busy to undertake a little work for me where in and about boston what's the nature of it there's nothing in giving you all the details nick unless you're in a position to accept an offer and help me out chief weston gravely rejoined first of all nick may i count on you the brows of the celebrated new york detective knit a little closer over his keen gray eyes he drew up a bit in his chair remarking gravely your business is important weston or you would not have sent for me very important a serious matter decidedly have your own men tackled it yes the very best of them with no results none but absolute failure are they now at work on the case some of them and you wish me to take a hand in the work i certainly do if i consent to do so weston i shall impose one condition said nick decidedly i expect it you do certainly nodded the chief am i not familiar with your methods you will require me to order all my men off the case and give it entirely to you that's the condition said nick bluntly i will accept it and leave the matter to me alone precisely in no way whatever shall you be interfered with very good you will undertake the work for me i will hear of what it consists replied nick with his curiosity stirred if it is all that your remarks imply well weston you may count on me to give it an argument capital now cut loose and give me the facts of the case chief weston opened a drawer of his desk and took out a batch of papers and documents among which was a neatly mounted photograph about five inches square such as may be taken with a small portable camera or a kodak while he placed the papers on his desk he handed the photograph to nick carter saying impressively first examine this nick and tell me what you make of it end of chapter one recording by john brandon